Well, hello everyone, Michelle Saini Travato here. And today I am so excited to be talking to you about some really not fun things, which is funny. You would think I wouldn't be excited to talk to you about that, but I am. Are you someone who's caregiving for somebody like a parent or a kid or a kid with disabilities or a pet? Are you caregiving for anybody in the world? <laughs> if you are, I bet that you're dealing with some of this stuff. Like a lack of sleep, a lack of focus. Those two definitely are connected. Um, stress, that feeling, you know, the idea that the whole world is just going to collapse all around you all the time. Well, if that's you, you need to tune in as our two guests today, Wendy Tadiuchi and Stephanie Keenan Ray, 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 I got it right, see, are going to tell us all about what we can do to help mitigate all those crazy things that hold us back from being the best person we can be. Tune into the full episode so you can hear the whole thing. Has life ever thrown you the curveball that you weren't sure what to do with? You know, the kind where you think someone should really do something about this. Have you ever thought maybe that someone is me and then found yourself on a grand adventure you never saw coming? Me too. As a special needs mom, I have been saddened by what's available to my son. But instead of wallowing in it, I decided to do something about it. Along the way, I'm meeting extraordinary people and having the most wonderful experiences I never thought I'd have. I'm so inspired by what's happening around me that I want to share it all with you. Living Your Legacy is a community where ordinary people who've been called to create something bigger than themselves can come together to be inspired, connect, learn, and live into the legacies they want to see in the world. I'm your host, Michelle Slaney Travato, and this is the Living Your Legacy Podcast. everyone, Michelle Saini Travato here. Super excited to welcome you back to another episode of the Living Your Legacy show. Today is going to be awesome. I have two amazing women and good friends of mine on this call, and you guys are going to get to have the opportunity to eavesdrop on a conversation between the three of us about caregiving, which is going to be awesome. So let me tell you who's here. First, she's down below me on my screen, if you can see her, and if not, she's amazing and beautiful. Her name is Wendy Tadiuchi. She is a freedom and happiness coach for business-owning caregivers, I love that, who are struggling to find that balance with their business, health, relationships, peace of mind, and financial security. Gosh, I think that you just described, like, everybody. Wendy knows the detriment to caregivers of not taking care of themselves. Unfortunately, through her father's experience of taking care of his mother to the extent that he ignored symptoms he was experiencing and didn't actually go to a doctor till it was too late. Wendy also experienced looking through the lens of caregiving through her mother caring for her in-laws, her husband, her parents, and finally caring for Wendy's stepfather. Man, your, what, your mom was like a very caregiving, caring woman. I love oh. that. Although that is so hard. Wendy has been care deciding, and we're going to talk a little bit about that. And, and at times, caregiving, but I like the word care deciding for her 86-year-old mother over the past 11 years. And she also enjoys a successful coaching practice. Well, now we want to talk about how you do that. 
All right. Through her coaching, Wendy works with business-owning caregivers who just like you are absolutely ready to keep existing clients going, develop a new program, for example, enjoy more time, energy, and actually have that self-care. Wendy holds a certificate in life and ADHD coaching from Coach Approach for Organizers. That's a really fun title to say. <laughs> Wendy is also a former certified professional organizer, which the first time I looked at this bio, I didn't know that about you, Wendy. So that was like pretty exciting. I need you to like come to my house and help. <laughs> Outside her passion for coaching, Wendy loves traveling with her husband, Steve, who she's been married to for 29 years. She also enjoys reading a good biography. And if you know her, she is like a super Gilmore Girls fan, like super really duper. Mm -hmm. So Wendy's going to join us today to talk about that side of caregiving, particularly around elder care and how to try and keep your life in balance, which um, I sure need. So this is going to be good. <laughs> Then let's tell you about our other guests because we've got a fabulous group of three today. Stephanie Keenan Ray is a holistic esthetician, which is a really fun word to try and spell, and an essential oil educator. Love that. She guides and empowers her clients to transform their health and wellness with natural solutions. And I got to say, in the world today where we don't even know anymore or can't read the words that are written on some of the things that we take, put on our bodies, eat, put on our faces and our skin, like all that, it's so good to know that there are natural alternatives and solutions. So we're going to explore that a little bit. She has been interested in holistic healing practices and alternative healing solutions since she was a kid. That's cool. She started her pursuit of learning alternative therapies as a child when she taught herself reflexology, which she used to help her family. Cool. From then on, she has developed a lifelong pursuit of wellness, which she uses in her practice now. She loves her work and everything she has learned over the years. She shares her holistic practices to nourish your mind, your body, and your soul and create natural healing for natural beauties. Oh, love that. That is so beautiful. Welcome, ladies. I'm so excited to have you on the call. Thank you. We're Thank excited you. to be here. It's just going to be a hoot. So backstory for the audience listening to this. We got, we have known each other for a while, the three of us, and we're in different areas, but got to talking about this focus on caregiving. It's a big deal in the world today. I mean, even if you are a parent of an able-bodied neurotypical kid, many of them are not leaving home before they're 30 or they're going and coming back. So your caregiving role has been extended quite a bit. If you got any exceptionalities in your life, like kids with differences, or you've got aging parents, which is not as much an exceptionality as more the norm these days, then you are in this generation of people who has to care for other people a lot longer than we ever thought we were going to have to. So it's important to really look at as the caregiver, some of the experiences that we have and how we can move forward from these things, how we can try to achieve balance, keeping in mind that there's never really total balance, but you can keep yourself more centered in the middle of all this than not. So that's where this conversation came up. And we had this amazing chat off air, and it was so much fun that we thought we wanted to share it with you guys. So you just get to listen in and eavesdrop on us talking about 
some of our own experiences, and then how we can support and help each other moving forward. Because the reality is, as a caregiver, you are creating legacy, whether it's raising children, raising your adult parents, which that's a whole interesting thing, right? Or both at the same time, you got a lot. So let's talk about that and look at how we can support each other to make this burden a little less heavy and a little more doable. So that's what we're here to talk about today. So I took some notes and Stephanie was kind enough to write some down the last time we met. So she's got us all organized today. And we went over talking about predominantly the stressors that caregivers face. No matter who or what you're caregiving for, whether it's people, children, adults, pets, whatever, whoever you're caregiving for, you've got stressors in your life because of that experience of caregiving. So I wanted to just sort of pull it apart and look at a few of them. And we're going to start today with sleep. Mm. Oh my God. I have an 18 year old son as of this recording who up until this year never slept through the night. So I have had 18 years of being sleep deprived. So this lack of sleep or not being able to sleep or not being able to stay asleep is real. Like it really is real. So let's talk about that. Um, Wendy, why don't you start talking about it from the perspective of a caregiving from, for an adult, a parent? Yeah, of course. Um, That's one of the biggest things that I hear from um, individuals that are taking care of an aging parent. I am so tired. Mm-hmm. I am exhausted. Uh, give you an example. My client, Sally Joe, that's why she came to me. Well, uh, that and her business was not, uh, it, it was failing. She was not making the kind of income she needed to. And when we really dug into that, she was pushing herself so hard to take care of her husband, take care of her sister, take care of her business that she came dead last. Mm-hmm. every single time. And when we started having that conversation about why do you think it would be important for you to take better care of yourself? What would that look like? What would that feel like for you? What would you experience, be experiencing as a result of taking better care of yourself? And when she identified that, oh my gosh, it would just, it, it would be a game changer. I could make decisions easier because when you're sleep deprived it's so difficult to make a decision because you're exhausted mm-hmm. and you're not able to form you know a, a, you're not able to focus because you're like oh my god I don't even know right mm-hmm. um, so what Sally Jo ended up doing is in order to take better care of herself <laughs> you're gonna love this she hired someone to mow their lawn right her husband couldn't mm-hmm. do it uh, Sally Jo was, was doing it all the time. And, and we had a conversation. I said, well, what would it look like, um, if you hired someone to do this? It's, it's the, the three D's do it, delegate it or dump it. She's like, I'm going to delegate this. So mm-hmm. she hired someone to mow their lawn, push mow. Thank you very much. Sally Jo was doing this. And she said, you know, a couple of things, Wendy, she said, when I started putting myself first, that's the thing. Mm-hmm. You say, yeah, I'm going to put myself first because here's the thing. Putting yourself first 
does not mean putting everyone else last. One of my mentor coaches said that, and it just stuck with me. So when she began putting herself first, she's like, wow, everything kind of started to fall into place, Mm -hmm. almost as if by magic. And it's not magic. It was because she's getting better rest. She was eating healthfully. Someone was helping her to mow the lawn. And by the way, the guy that she hired, the guy that she hired to mow the lawn, she said, Wendy, he's an ex-Marine. I'm like, okay. She's like, and sometimes he takes his shirt off when he mows the lawn. (laughs) Not only is she getting her lawn mowed, but she's getting a little entertainment at the same time. Oh my. Why not? Oh, that is awesome. Um, So all this to say, (laughs) ask yourself, what would it look like if I were to put myself first? What would be happening as a result of that? Right? Mm -hmm. Um, I think that's the question you asked. I don't know. I got off on a tangent. I don't know. I'm still on the guy with no shirt mowing the lawn. (laughs) Excellent. So, you know, like he's... Anyway, I get it. Um, I love what you said there. Now let's, let's talk about this and I'm going to turn this over to you, Stephanie. There is this whole like me day, meantime, all this kind of stuff. And it's kind of gotten a bit wonky. We're not talking about like declaring the whole week is off. I am off duty. Don't talk to me. I'm going to go move into a spa somewhere. Although that does sound heavenly. That's so nice. Yeah. Especially the uh, esthetician. She needs that. (laughs) Uh huh. So let's talk a little bit about that. Like, what what could that look like? Putting me first. Like, what does that actually mean? Right. Well, I mean, I think um, there's so many levels of that. Like, you know, there's carving out even just a few minutes each day that is important to you. Like for me, I wake up. I have an eight year old. He has to get off to school, but once he has his toast and is sitting eating his toast, I can drink my cup of coffee. Mm-hmm. I can I sometimes sit there and talk to him, but nine times out of ten, he just wants to kind of do his own thing, too. He's a little introverted, too. So he wants to, like, chill and watch his cartoon or something. And so I will take my cup of coffee and have a moment, whether it's like sitting with my cat and mm-hmm. or my dog or or maybe it's my few minutes to write in my journal. Um, when he was younger, I honestly, you know, everybody says, write in a journal, do your gratitude practice. And everybody says to do it first thing in the morning. When I was when he was younger, there's no way in hell you're doing that. No. Mm-hmm. So it was my bedtime ritual. So yeah. I would once the boys, once the child and the husband were in bed, because my husband gets up very early, so he goes to bed about the same time as the child. Um, once they're in bed, it was my time to relax, meditate, journal, do the gratitude, chill out with my dog, have a cup of tea. And that was like my my ritual. I did get out of that for a while. So, you know, you it flexes, it moves. Um yeah. Recently, because Sundays are the one day my husband's home, I make sure that that's my one day that I can take a bath for an hour or more without anyone, including nice. a dog or cat, coming into my bathroom unless they are invited. And <laughs> and like it's awesome because my husband will just be like, "Nope, mom's in there, leave her alone," and it it's so cool. 
Um, so, or maybe it's doing some artwork or, or reading a book or, you know, just finding that little bit of chunk of time, even if it's a couple minutes for you, you know, mm-hmm. so that you have that sanity, um, when it comes to sleep, you know, finding that ritual of something you can do for yourself that will help you start to get into a good sleep state of, of, um, you know, shutting off the screens and trust me, I I tell people to do it. And still I come home and I'm like, I want an hour of law and order that turns into five. (laughs) Um, (laughs) It happens so easy. Right. Not always so easy, but you know, sometimes you're just like, this is, this is what my body wants. (laughs) Um, But when you um, create a little ritual of finding your essential oils or whatever might be the thing that helps calm your mind, your brain, your body, and get you into that relaxation mode. So for me, it's kind of a multi-tiered system. Um, I'll brush my teeth and I'll take a little bit of, um, I'll, I'll use the Copaiba essential oil, which um, is very great for calming, soothing, you know, anxious nervousness. Um, it also eases pain. So, you know, when, if you've got a little stress from your shoulders or your lower back, you can rub that there, but you can also, it's one that, um, for, um, the brand I use, you can take it internally. And so I would take a drop and it would, um, just kind of, soothe that anxiousness, right? Calm the brain, slow it down. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'll start the diffusers in the room. And this is usually at least a half hour to an hour before bed, you know, that starting this little ritual. So getting the diffusers going with whatever oil blend that we like in our, in our specific rooms. And then, and even I put one in the living, we have a diffuser in every room, but you know, <laughs> you know, my, my son's got his blend. We've got ours by our beds and uh, by our bed. And then, um, one in the living room because att- again, I tend to hang out in the living room for a little while after they go to bed so that it's starting to like, get me into that relaxation state. Mm-hmm. And then when I go to bed, if I'm still kind of like, I don't really want to go to bed, even though I'm supposed to go to bed. I'll take a little lavender or something and rub it on the bottoms of my feet or spritz it on the pillow so that when you lay down and take a deep breath, you've got that aroma and you're just like, okay, it's time to chill out. Your body has that quick reaction to the aromas and just starts to go into relaxation mode. And nine times out of 10, it really helps get you into that sleep state faster. Um, A lot of times... You know, I when I was younger, we lived in a house where um, we had this old guy for a landlord who lived below us and he would freaking smoke at two in the morning every night. Yeah. And it would come right up into our bedroom. So I would wake up like clockwork at 2 a.m. no matter what, even years after living there. And so I'd be like, well, I got to go to the bathroom now that I'm awake. And So it became like an ongoing ritual for years. And, you know, eventually, once you get your body into that sink of having a good sleep habits, you can break it. You can you can break it. Um, But it takes a little time. (laughs) (laughs) For sure. I love that there's two perspectives here. Um, I love what you said, Wendy, about in the juggle of the day, 
and you have so many things to do and there's so much on your mind. We all know the minute you lie in bed and close your eyes, it just starts churning around in there, right? Mm -hmm. That having a look at, and I love how you said the three Ds, do it, delegate it, or dump it, Mm -hmm. right? So having a look at some of those things. So in Sally Joe's case, it was, you know, that she was hiring the hunk to go mow the lawn. And that was just, he, he was just a benefit. Mowing the lawn was the end goal. Right? right. So that was one less thing she had to do. So now that was no longer on her mind. It was just taken right. care of. So that was one less stressor because we all know that stress can keep you up at night for sure. Right. And then I love what you said, Stephanie, about creating, carving out those times during the day mm-hmm. that you can kind of recenter yourself with whatever it is that you like. And I'm with you. The mornings don't work for me. I have two kids trying to get them out the door in the morning. One is a slug and one is the energizer bunny. It is not a good mix. <laughs> and so I'm like, pull them one and, and stop in the other. Um, no, that's not the time for me to sit down and be grateful. Usually I'm like, I'm grateful that my children are still alive. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, and I think the other thing is like literally just saying the gratitude when you're having it, like just like, yes. whether it's in your head or out loud, like while you're driving, just being like, I'm so grateful that the sun is shining today. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, like the more you can just be grabbing at those little moments, like the tiny little things like the, the the stranger smiled at me or whatever it may be, yeah. you know, I think there's a, that there's a shirtless guy mowing my lawn. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The shirtless guy. Exactly. For um, sure. it shifts things for totally. Yeah. It how would. your brain is working, you know, mm-hmm. and, and I, I apologize that, that my dog apparently wants to be part of the interview. Oh, it's all Woo-hoo. good. Um, <clears throat> I also think too, carving out some time during the day just to take a moment, right? Whether that's, um, I love how you said having a bath without the husband, the child, the pets, unless they're invited. Like, Mm -hmm. it's just, this is a timeout, whatever that's going to be. Sometimes for me, it's just washing the dishes, which is a chore I have to do anyway, but it's a time when everybody's quiet. Mm. I don't have to think a lot. It's just washing the dishes. My hands are moving. It's not something Mm. I have to like, really problem solved. Do I wipe to the right or do I wipe to, you know, I don't have to do that. I'm just washing the dishes, right? Wax on, wax. Yeah. Like you just, you just do it. And so that's a time that's like a little bit of a quiet time. You can take a few breaths. You can sometimes regroup if you need to regroup in that moment, right? Like Mm -hmm. you can just like calm the turmoil in your head, all the stuff floating around. Mm -hmm. Then I love also what you said, Stephanie, about setting up the smells around you. Mm-hmm. We love a good diffuser over here too. So mm-hmm. choosing a scent that that you really like, a scent that you feel relaxes you, yes, um, a scent that you um, could smell all night long, right? Mm-hmm. Um, or if you don't want it all night long, like you said, drop a few droplets on the pillowcase, or you know, rub them on your your wrists, or you know, that kind of thing, and then off you go. It allows you to kind of set up things so that you can have better sleep. So two great strategies. They're pretty easy to do. Take a look at your list of things to do. Decide, am I going to do this thing, delegate it to somebody else, or I'm going to dump it and it's just not going to get done, which in some cases is just fine. If the dishes don't get done that night, they'll still be there tomorrow. No problem. Um, I don't have an elf that comes to my house and washes (laughs) the dishes in the middle of the night. 
And also then setting myself up. I know if I'm going to go to bed, if I've got a lot on my mind, maybe it's a good time to get it out of my mind, like put it on a piece mm -hmm. of paper. If there's a lot of things I have to do the next day, writing them down just allows yes. my mind to go, okay, I'm Absolutely. not going to forget them. It's right here. So in the morning, I can just look at it and we're good. And that allows me to be that little bit more relaxed. So I Absolutely. love that because that mm -hmm. way we can help set ourselves up to have at least better sleep than mm -hmm. what we were having beforehand, for sure. Well, and the interesting thing, too, is like like I was saying, like we we get the diffusers going in all the rooms, you know, um, when you're creating that healthy environment for those around around you as well you're going to also have less interruptions as well hopefully ideally you know wow, that's um, a good you know, strategy everybody, too when when you have a little baby it's all the talk of like sleep whatever they call it sleep training mm -hmm. um but or or even just having a bedtime ritual you know a lot of people are very regimented in their child's bedtime ritual but then they don't do that for themselves and it's like mm -hmm. why not you know good point for sure. Mm -hmm. I love that. So now let's go on to point two, because Wendy, you've already touched on this when you mm -hmm. talked about how not having a good sleep, and I can certainly attest to this, <laughs> makes decision making hard. And there have been times where my husband's like, what are we having for dinner? And I'm like, uh, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> are you kidding me? I'm so tired. You're not taking care of that for me? Yeah. Like, yeah, uh, right. Delegate, delegate, delegate. Delegate, honey. <laughs> delegate that. Right. Like, honestly, I look at him like this should not be a hard decision. Why am I looking at you like you have 10 heads? Why is there nothing popping into my head right now? Like this shouldn't be super hard. Right. So if, if that is is a really difficult decision, then, you know, making decisions that revolve around like legal things or decisions around financial things that are really important are so hard because you just don't have the focus. So let's talk focus. We definitely know that we need to be as caregivers, we need to be focused on the people we're caregiving for. You do not want your toddler running out of the house or as much as our parents probably told us to go play in traffic. You don't actually want your child to go do that. That's a bad thing. Nor do you want your parents to go play in traffic. Right? Um, <laughs> like, you know, you're like, um, where did mom go? Where did dad go? It's the same idea. Right? Same concept. Same concept. So you need to be focused on the things that are important. And in a lot of cases, we're dealing with important decisions like where, you know, at that sleep training, how am I going to help my child get to sleep? How am I going to sort out problems or stresses or medical things that come up for the kids? Like, how am I going to do that? Same thing on the other side for parents, right? How am I going to do that? So let's talk focus and some Absolutely. of the things that we, some of the challenges we see around focus and what we yeah can come up with some ideas for how we can help that. Yeah. So let's go, Stephanie, you start this time. Well, I mean, uh, you know, as an essential oil person, um, I, I think the oils is what, what I'm bringing to the table here tonight for the most part. But um, the there's so many oils that can really help uplift um, and and brighten our focus. Uh, my particular favorite blend is some peppermint, and um a citrus like a lemon and rosemary i will diffuse that when i'm working just to really keep the focus on it the peppermint like keeps you alert the rosemary really helps with our brains and the lemon is just also uplifting and happy um but also there are studies that lemon helps with brain function as well so um 
it's something like that is just great to just kind of very quickly get you going. Uh, And then if you have it diffusing, you don't even notice it necessarily, but it really is helping. Uh, I think I've told you guys, I like to do uh, social experiments in my house with the diffuser where I will note something happening and shift the energy. So there was, um, my husband was an apprentice for a while in the union that he's in and he was working on a test and he was really stressing about it and being a total Debbie Downer on himself about it. And, you know, and he's like, Oh, I'm doing horrible rah, 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 and getting grumpy. So I think that particular day I took frankincense and wild orange so again frankincense helps with focus and almost more of that meditation mindset and then the orange to uplift and and make him less negative okay and i just put the diffuser on walked away came back a little while later and it might have maybe had a dash of peppermint in it or mint in it but um I came back a little while later and he was like, oh, my God, I'm killing it. I got this. I got this. I'm doing so good. And I was just like, yeah, that's awesome, honey. Like, he didn't need to know what I did. (laughs) It just made him feel like he was doing great. (laughs) Something shifted and he didn't know what. So uh, that can be very powerful um, as far as helping with our focus. Um, And I think there's also that element of like maybe even just when you need it taking a quick walk or just movement, just like shaking yourself for a minute, like just doing a little shake out and getting yourself energized Mm -hmm. and realigned so that you can then move forward. I I have been known to do dance parties in my living room. Yeah. Dance parties. Exactly. Oh my gosh. Just in the middle of the day, turn on a tune. I really like really loud and then just dance like a crazy woman. Yeah. 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 Get it all You're out. Right. Shake it all out. Yeah. Shake it all out. Get your heart rate up that little bit. If it's music that you really like, it always makes you feel better. Right. It does. Um, yeah. If, if the weather is cooperative or whatever weather you like, if that's the day outside. And I say that because I love a good sunny day, but my youngest son loves like a rainy day and he'll go yes. outside for hours in the rain. So very different perspective. But whatever the weather is, if you like it, literally go for a walk around your block yeah. if you can. Right. Yeah. I mean, obviously, if you have people you're caregiving in the physical space with you, you might need to take them with you. But it's good for them too. throw right. your kid in the stroller and, you know, invite mm-hmm. mom to come out. And again, mm-hmm. just have a little bit of time out so that yeah. when you come back, the focus is better. Right? right. Everybody's had that little shift in the world. I love that. And I love the smell of lemon. It's one of my favorite smells ever, um, yeah. for sure. Right. So, again, you sense that you really like um, I would imagine too, even some lemon slices in some water would be helpful oh, yeah. if there's nothing else around that you could do. The smell of the lemon, the the citrus in your water, water's yes, always a good yes, thing. Hydration absolutely. is good. Citrus in your water again. There's there's studies on that that helps with focus and and brain function. So it's amazing. Mm-hmm. Oh wow! So some great strategies mm-hmm. there. I love that. So Wendy, what's your take on this one? Yeah. Oh my gosh. So focus, if we're going to like unpeel this, right? Like an orange or a lemon? Like an orange or a lime. I love lime. lime, Anything lime. Uh, uh, But if we're to unpeel this, the focus for folks that are taking care of an aging parent while they're working a job, a career, taking care of kids, you know, and just living life in general. Mm -hmm. 
it's the background worries. Did I make the right decision? Did I do the right thing? Should I have done it this way? Should I have said it this way? Mm -hmm. And all this is happening when you are, I don't know, at work, trying to make a decision, trying to move the needle forward, right? Mm -hmm. And so you're totally unfocused and you're all over the place. So a couple things help that I have noticed, right? First, it's being part of a community of other individuals. I see you both shaking your heads. I love that. I like that. Uh, other individuals that are in the same or similar situation, right? Specifically taking care of an aging parent and you've got a, a business to run at the same. It's a very specific set of challenges, right? That you're facing. But when you have that community, you have a place to vent safely mm-hmm. and say, this sucks. Yep. Um, you know, because honestly, sometimes at times it, it does, really mm-hmm. does. And to have that safe space to say that, because in, in, in public, no one's going to understand that. But in your community, everybody understands that sometimes it does suck. Mm-hmm. To have that community to brainstorm. To say, oh, well, you know what? I have been in your situation. This this is what I did and it worked for me, right? To feel like you're not alone Mm -hmm. because you're not. And also, so you don't isolate. Because I think Mm -hmm. the, the, um, we're geared as human beings when things are happening to isolate, to head down, work through it, plow through it, just whatever you need to do. Mm-hmm. Focus suffers, your sleep suffers, your health suffers, all of it. Okay, but back to to focus, right? So it's community. It's setting up boundaries, to be quite honest, mm-hmm. around your time, mm-hmm. around your sleep, right? Around your work. And it could be something as simple as um, one of the individuals in my community said, you know, I am taking care of my adult daughter and she is constantly interrupting me, not for any emergency or anything, but she's like, I am in my office. I am trying to get some auto responders written for this, uh, a program I'm launching and I can't get them done. Cause she's always, you know? And so someone said, well, what if you put a note on the outside of your door that said, I'm in a zoom meeting from one to two, your daughter sees this. She's like, oh, okay, I can't talk to mom now, but I can talk to her at two o'clock. She Mm -hmm. tried it. She shut her door, put the sign out. Now, she did not have a Zoom meeting at all. Uh, She actually had that focused hour of time to move the needle forward on writing these autoresponders. She got them done. Guess what? At two o'clock, knock, 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 it's her daughter. But this time she was focused because she finished what she was working on, she could be totally present with her daughter. So it's mm-hmm. about what, what's a boundary you could set? What's a boundary that would be really helpful for you? Because remember, putting yourself first does not mean putting in everyone else last. Um, it's about recharging. Because mm-hmm. what happens when you are pushing so hard and doing all the things and like you're exhausted? You're not able to make a decision. So when you say to yourself, okay, I, you know what? I need it. I need a 20 minute nap. Yeah. Take it. Yep. I need some essential oil to calm me down. Mm-hmm. Get it. Do it. 
Um, I need 15 minutes on Netflix to just tune out. 15? Really? What are you watching? (laughs) Sometimes. She's watching a kid's show, clearly. (laughs) No, you know what I love doing? I love hopping on. It's Gilmore Girls on Netflix. I'm sure of it. (laughs) It's not. It's not. You know what I do? I get on YouTube and I search for uh, cute cat videos or funny cat videos. And I watch those because they're hilarious. Anyway, um, talk about focus, squirrel. Anyway, um, the other couple of things um, to help with focus is uh, ditching the guilt. Mm -hmm. And it's not just guilt. Guilt invites his friends to have a party. So he invites, oh, hey, frustration, anger, resentment, come on over, right? Mm-hmm. And you got all this stuff happening. Plus the comparison game, too. The like, comparison. Like, like when you were talking earlier Gosh. about having a community, like as a mom, I think a lot of moms think they have to be so perfect. Everything mm-hmm. has to be perfect. You can't let the world mm-hmm. see that your family's not 100% perfect. And um when you and have a family is can talk to but we're all dysfunctional yes, in all honesty <laughs> like your secrets are your sickness so yeah don't hold those secrets in like because exactly. sometimes it might be you just need to talk to your mom or your sister or your whoever but yeah. if you think that you need to hide and mask and yeah. put on a mat a pretend being then you're not you're just adding to the layers whereas if you can be who you are and be authentically you around your friends and whoever and you you might discover that they actually have a pearl of wisdom for you or something you know yeah because when you're saying i see this a lot too with individuals that are taking care of of an aging parent specifically right yeah i'm okay i don't i'm okay i've got this and I'm like, okay, well, that's that's interesting that you say that, but what feels good about that? And I'm like, like, I've got this. Do you want some? I'll share. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I absolutely, absolutely. Um, and and the last final thing that I will share about focus um, is this: like, I don't care who you are if you if you're a caregiver if if you if you're not a caregiver, there are always things that you want to achieve. There's always some kind of goal and things always get in our way. So I've got a formula for you to help you focus and achieve the goal. Would you like to hear that? Yes. You would? Yes, please. It's really super simple. It's goal, um, obstacle response. And here's how it goes. Let's say you've got a goal, speaking of taking care of yourself, of I want to go outside and walk every day. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. Great goal. What's an obstacle that's that could get in your way? You could time. say, I don't have time. time. Okay, you could say to yourself, well, I don't have time. How will you respond when that obstacle comes up? And making that decision ahead of time. Making it ahead of time. So when that obstacle mm-hmm. shows up, you still reach your goal of getting outside. So your response, I think you've got a response, Michelle. How would you respond to that? Me? Yeah, um, <laughs> I I am very structured. I would actually write it on my calendar. Stop working, Michelle. Go for a walk. Okay. <laughs> like yeah. I would put it on my calendar. So I'm done this. I'm done that. I'm done this. Oh, that's the next thing I need to do. Yeah. 
Exactly. And, and not mm -hmm. everybody is as structured as you. So it might go something like, okay, I'm going to go out for a walk today. The day kind of comes to an end and you're like, oh, I really don't feel like going for a walk, right? That's the obstacle. You've called out your response already. And the response is, I'm going to put my shoes on and I'm going to open the door and I'm going to go outside because yeah. what's going to happen? You're going to go for a walk mm -hmm. right. instead of saying, yeah, I don't feel like it and sitting on the couch. Yeah. So that's my formula. Uh, and that was a very long answer with no, focus. I love but it it's... though, because again, there's, there's so many facets to all there's this, so right? Much to it. So looking at, can we, so going back to what Stephanie said, can we shake it up a little or start your day yeah. out with some smells that you really like or energize your music that you love to just kind of get you in the headspace of, okay, I've got stuff to do. Now I feel like I could do it and do it optimistically. Like I have, mm -hmm. you know, lemon in my water and I've got some stuff diffusing that I, that smells amazing. Maybe it's some mm -hmm. peppermint, which always reminds me of Christmas. Every time you said that, I'm like, oh, it's like Christmas. Yeah. Um, right. And I love Christmas. So again, like this is those positive feelings that you got. And then you can mm -hmm. jump into that. I love also what you said, Wendy, about creating some boundaries for yourself, creating some structures. And you're right. It doesn't have to be all day. I'm going to sit at my desk and get done 75 different things, which we all tell ourselves we're going to do. And then you get the five things done on the list and you look at the 70 and you feel awful because you didn't get them all done, but it was never a realistic expectation in the first place anyway. And then you don't celebrate the five that you did get done. Right. So right. maybe, you know, using some boundaries around that, like, um, if mom uh, is living with me and she has a nap from mm -hmm. One to two every day. I know she's in her bed. I know she's sleeping and she's safe. That is a great hour for me to get some things done. Now, what reasonably can I start to finish do in that hour? And then really feel it because then you feel accomplished, right? Like I did something. I got a few things done that were really important. I I worked yeah. with someone who, you know, I'm I'm a list maker just to keep my brain straight, like just so I remember what it is I actually need to do. And I'm actually not one of those people that's like, oh, shit, I only got like two of the things done. I'm yeah. more of like, this list is going to last for a week. It's OK. Yeah. But so that might be a mindset to have. But this yeah. woman that I worked with was like, have three critical action steps every day. So mm -hmm. three tasks that are the key things that have mm -hmm. to get done because more than three, you, re I mean, you can do, but like realistically, mm -hmm. and yeah. they could be personal or professional or taking care of like taking dad to the doctor or whatever, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, and I think that that's cool that when you have that, th like those three things that you have to, that you check off. And once you've done that, and let's say like after a week, you can be like, all right, because I did all the things, I'm going to like treat myself to, treat I don't yourself. know, to like whatever. Ice yeah. cream. <laughs> mm -hmm. Oh, I yeah. love that. Because three things a day, five days a week is still like 15 really important things That's that you got exactly. done. Right. In retrospect, really I also only. like the idea of taking your list and prioritizing it. Like if, yes. if you're doing the brain dump onto a piece of paper, that's great. Now let's prioritize what absolutely critically must be done tomorrow. Right. One, two, three. And also and 
you know, what can I look at for the next day? Or is there something I can put off till next week? And I'll just put it on next week's list and I can start there. You know, so then you do feel like you've really accomplished something. And And, and if you're you're like brain dumping like that big list and then chunking it out for each day, you're also saving time rather than doing that every single morning going, what do I have to do today? It's already done. Yeah. Yeah. You might throw three other things to the list (laughs) in the morning, but. Of course. Yes. And of course. and to your point, Michelle, about, um, you know, your mom's napping during the day and this is the time I can get work done. Yes. And that's an awesome time to check in with yourself and say, okay, what do I need? Mm-hmm. What is my breath. body? What is my spirit? What do I need? Mm-hmm. If you're tired, take a nap. Mm-hmm. If you're like, all right, I, I'm going to do this one thing for work. I'm going to move the needle forward. Awesome. If it's, I'm going to call a friend, right? Mm-hmm. But what do you need? Mm-hmm. I think is really important because typically uh, women huh, and add the layer of caregiver, we put ourselves last mm-hmm. uh, all the time. So just catching yourself, what do I yep. need? I also yeah. love what you said around community. Um, this idea of caregiving can be a very, very lonely experience. Most of the time it's in your house. It's you going with your child or your parent to the doctor. The whole community is not coming with you. And if they are, well, I don't know, maybe, maybe you're somebody famous who's bringing their entourage, but really it's most of us just going by ourselves. Right. So having that community of people that you trust that you feel safe with to yeah. be able to mm-hmm. say like, this is really hard or I'm struggling with this piece yeah. or I have to make this really important legal decision. And there's so much information and I feel very overwhelmed with this. That allows some of those people, because again, there's always people further ahead of you in their experience and there's people behind you in their experience. Mm-hmm. And so the ones further ahead of you, it has been my experience, are almost always willing to reach their hand back and say, here's what we did. I hear you. Yep, that was so overwhelming. Or here's the contact person that I found who really explained this Mm -hmm. to me in a way I understand. Let me get you their information. So now you've got, you don't have to spend the extra 17 and a half hours researching everything on your own because somebody in your community is willing to help and support you. That's so important. And they can help advise on all kinds of areas, right? No. Be aware, not everybody gives good advice. So. Yeah, take it with a grain of salt. Yes. And you can take your community with you. At a point, in fact, Facebook communities, mm-hmm. right? I have one. Uh, the other thing you can do is you can take, uh, so some of my individuals will just, as they're at the doctors, they're on the Facebook going, oh my gosh, she's late again and this is messing with my skin, Right. Not mm-hmm. that it's going to help get the doctor there any sooner, but it just is like, oh my gosh, yeah. the doctor's late again, right? Yeah. Just It helps with your own that. emotional balance there. Yeah, uh, so absolutely. Take the community with you. I love that as much as you can, right? And again, recognize that it is not an I am alone. Everybody's situation is a little bit different, absolutely. but at the same time, we can really understand what somebody else is experiencing. So in my community of special needs families, when I say my son is having a bad day, they know exactly what I mean. They know what a big profound impact that has on me, on the family, on everybody. They don't need me to go into any great detail. They just, they just get um, it. Yeah. And so they can they can say the words that I need to hear to help me regroup and move forward. Absolutely. So I love those. I love all those topics. 
thank you for being a part of the Living Your Legacy podcast community in 2022. We can honestly say 2023 is going to be an exciting year. We've got some new things going on that we'd like to share with you. The Living Your Legacy podcast is now offering advertising spots. We found many entrepreneurs spent lots of money on advertising last year, only to find that they weren't falling in front of their ideal audience. We'd love to help you get your message out. Let's discuss this. Click the link in the show notes to book a time to chat and see if this could be a good fit for you. All right, so let's talk about the big buzzwords, stress and anxiety. I'm going to start by saying there is no one in the world who isn't experiencing stress. Like just nobody. Right. Yeah, we've all got it in some way, shape or form. Uh, But I want to talk about the particular stresses and how we can handle it for caregiving, in addition to all the other things that we're doing, because that is a whole lot. You know, people like to say it's like the icing on the cake. I'm like, if the icing was manure, sure. Like, and it's a foot thick on top of that cake. And I got to dig through all that crap, literally, to oh get to God. anything decent. Right? Yes. It's, it's it's not the icing on the cake. It's the, it's the icky, yucky stuff you got to deal with. So mm. let's talk about stress and how we can come at it. So Wendy, mm. Drew, you go first this time. Okay. Well, that's quite a visual you gave with the I know, cake. isn't it? <laughs> it's just, it's so true though. Um, yeah, stress. Oh my gosh. Well, in a normal world, we are all stressed. And then you add that layer of taking care of your aging parents to it. (laughs) So you've got like the childhood stuff that happened to you, right? And you've got, oh, the, the, the relationship with your parents that might not be great. You've got that. And then you are taking care of this person, whatever that looks like. And then you've got your family members. Yep, yep, yep. You know, do this. Don't do this. Don't do that. You've got your own internal um, mess that's going on in your head. And so, yeah, you're you're stressed. Not to mention, I'm not going to go into this because it's just going to make you more stressed. Uh, what I am going to tell you uh, and invite you to do is notice that, okay, I am freaking stressed. I am up to here notice it, and then go back to what do I need in the moment? Do I need to talk to somebody? Do I need to write this out? Do I need to turn the music all the way up, dance it out, scream it out? What is it that you need in that moment? Because when you are in stress constantly, And I think a lot of people are, and they don't realize it, especially caregivers. Mm -hmm. When you're in that stress constantly, it's doing stuff to your body. Mm -hmm. It's doing stuff to your brain and it's not good. Right. Right. Um, So noticing that, what do I need? Do I need to take a breath? Whatever it is. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, Saying to somebody, I'm not ready to make that decision. Mm -hmm. Or I don't know. Let me get back to you. Or, you know, sometimes this happens when, when you are caregiving an aging parent happens to me, mom has a fit and she takes it out on me. Mm -hmm. Uh, I used to many years ago, I remember I've been taking care of mom for 12 years now. In the beginning, I just let her have at it, just dress me down and I'd stand there and take it. 
not anymore. It does me no good. So she's having a fit. I'm like, okay, peace out, mom. You be mad. You be angry. You just do what you need to do. I will talk to you later and I will hang up on her or I will walk out. Mm-hmm. Boundaries. Mm-hmm. So that was a lot. <laughs> I feel like I just vomited on, on everybody. Sorry about that. But No, uh, it's all good. I think it's important though to understand that that is the case, that there is mm-hmm. so many extra layers and yeah. it is not the fun stuff that anybody actually wants. Like you wouldn't bring that to a birthday party and be like, here, it's my gift for you. Yeah, right? right? No, that's awful. I mean, have some anxiety on the side. Yes, please. By all means, give me an extra helping of that. I'm totally down for it. Like, no. Right. But it is that reality. So we do need to figure out ways to 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 sort it out because it isn't something that, you know, necessarily you're going to wake up tomorrow and it has evaporated and it's just gone. Man, Wouldn't that be great? Yeah. Well, and it, I think but it's not so, the way it works. There are so many people that don't even realize that that stress that's affecting our sleep then affects our immune system, then affects our the way that we digest our food. And then, you know, and then they wonder, why is my stomach hurt? Why is my I can't digest things? Why? Why am I getting sick? Why? Why can't I, you know, heal? Well, gosh, darn, like, mm-hmm. take a deep breath. <laughs> and you have to you have to put yourself first kind of like we were saying earlier um and and just whether like wendy said it several times take letting yourself take a nap if you need a nap like that is so crucial Mm -hmm. um and and it's a big mind shift Mm -hmm. but when you can let yourself do it um it's key you know, yep, so here's absolutely. here's the thing that just came up when when Stephanie said uh, it's a mindset shift. Here's the thing with caregivers that have been in it for a long time. They're they drowning. Don't, they're drowning and they don't realize it. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. they have been in it so long that it's their new normal. Mm-hmm. Right. They, and they, they think they're doing fine. Yeah. And oh my God, they are not. And and what can happen, not to scare anybody, but maybe this is what you need. My dad, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Michelle talked about him. Uh, he was taking care of my grandmother. He was an entrepreneur. He was a farmer. So entrepreneur, right? Doing all the things. Uh, developed some pretty severe abdominal pain. He did not go to the doctor. He decided to take grandma's prescription pain med- medication. Grandma passed away. He finally went to the doctor. I was five years old at this time, right? Uh, The doctor diagnosed my dad with stage four colon cancer. Wow. I have every belief in my body, in my mind, in my spirit that the cancer came because he was not taking care of himself and he was stressed out. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Another example of woman that I know who is younger than I am uh, is taking, was taking care of her mother two sons, husband working a job and she had a stroke. Mm -hmm. Tire right side of her body is paralyzed. She can no longer take care of her mom or her boys. Yeah. Um, Not to scare anybody or or be a real Debbie Downer, but I think it needs to be said that, you know, just notice Mm -hmm. and, and come up for air. Yeah. And I definitely um, would like to add to that, that, figure out a way that works for you. 
So for me, yeah. my son lives with me. He does not particularly like to be alone. So for me to have an hour bath with the door closed, I'm pretty sure I'm going to get the door will be knocked on the entire time. <laughs> Fingers will be stuck under the door. I'll get the, what are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? It is not restful or relaxing no, for me. Right. So, yeah. <laughs> but figuring out what can work. So for me, I love to sew. Um, and my sewing room is directly across from his bedroom. I leave the door open and he goes in his bedroom with his iPad. Now he can sing out to me as many times as he wants. Ma, and I say, what? And he says, ha, 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 ha. <laughs> and I say, what? And he says, ha, 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 ha. And then he says, Mama. and then we have this whole thing where we change up how we say it. And I go, oh. what? And, <laughs> but I actually, he doesn't come in and I can sew through all that. It's nothing but banter. Yeah, exactly. It's playful. And mm-hmm. frankly, it makes me, then he goes, ha, ha, ha. And I go, ha, 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 ha. And it helps <laughs> right? you, right? And it does. Yes. I feel nice like term. I get to play with my hobby. I get to have some fun. I'm not directly parenting in that moment. He's still here, but I'm getting a version of a timeout, right? And he doesn't like hanging out in my sewing room because I won't engage with him. Like I won't get up from the machine and do stuff. I'm like, ah, mama is sewing time for you to go do something else. So he just goes in his room and now we have a whole game out of it. And again, we figured out something that works to allow for me to have that little bit of downtime. Like I envy Stephanie, her hour bath. I would literally have to kick everybody out of my house. (laughs) Well, sometimes that is what happens. So in order for me to have that, that's how it works. But when my kids are home, then I can do that. Mm -hmm. Alternatively, the other night, my youngest son came in while I was working here in my office with his laptop and a set of headphones and said, you know what, mom, I just feel like being here. Can I sit in here while you work? And Mm -hmm. he had his computer and he had his headphones on and he stayed for two hours. And in that two hours, he hardly spoke to me. He just Mm -hmm. sat and did his own thing. But at the end, he said, it was kind of cool listening to you work, mom. I managed to get some stuff done with him here. So figuring out how it's going to work for you with your people. You don't have to be physically removed from them, although I do encourage that. It is good to declare (laughs) a formal timeout and Mm -hmm. go do something else by yourself or with other people that are not the ones you're caregiving for. But if you can't, figure it out. We used to have dance parties in my house with the kids all the mm-hmm. time, turn on yep. some great music and we would all just rock our socks off in the living yep. room for 20 minutes. And it changed the perspective. It changed the mindset. It made us giggle, right? It got everybody's yayas out. So they were a little <laughs> more settled so I could do mm-hmm. other things, right? So thinking about how it can work for you in your particular circumstance, something like Wendy said, check in with yourself. What makes you feel good? Mm-hmm. Um, and my, my mom does not have dementia and I don't live with her, but one of the things that we love to do was like dance in her kitchen. And mm-hmm. even still, when I go to visit my mom now, sometimes we just turn on the music and dance in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. Why? Cause it brought us joy. So yeah. what brings you some joy? And then how can you creatively figure out to be able to work that into your life? It will help to reduce and relieve some of that stress and tension, Mm -hmm. right? And if your people live with you, then how can you include them in some way, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's great. So that that can help everybody's stress and tension be reduced, even just momentarily, is enough sometimes to make it through the rest of the day, the week, the month, whatever. So I would encourage people to look at that. Now, 
We did talk a little bit about stress. I want to talk about this word anxiety Mm -hmm. because I think it's become a bit of a, of a buzzword. Once upon a time, if you couldn't focus, you had ADHD. It was like the thing. Everybody had it. No, I have ADHD because I can't focus today. Um, no, that's not kind of how it works. <laughs> you can't have it one day and then not the next. Like That's not, hmm, right? Um, and so now the new buzzword seems to be anxiety. And I, and I want to just sort of clarify that and have your get your feedback on that because this could be a bit controversial for people. Yeah. I live with two children with diagnosed anxiety. So this is coming from medical professionals and my own experience of seeing my children dealing with situations and they literally cannot deal. They shut down. They, uh, my older son will act out. My younger son, his fight or flight response is to like disappear. Not that he runs away, but like he'll hide in his room or he'll close the door in the bathroom and lock the door and not come out. Like there are things that are genuinely above and beyond the idea that I mean, we've all been stressed and thought I'd really like to run away from this. I like to pull the covers over my head and not have to deal with it. Maybe I can just pretend like it's not there. We've all felt like that. I'm talking about like actual situations or inner, inner biochemistry things that cause people to genuinely, truly for a lifetime, most of them struggle. That is the anxiety that I live with. This idea of I have anxiety, therefore I can't, um, And people, I've heard it used so many places like, oh, I have anxiety. I can't, I can't walk around the block. Now, for some people who have genuine anxiety, that may actually be the case. They may have serious social anxieties and phobias that they're working through. That's the case. But just this word being used so much, it's almost like it doesn't have the same meaning anymore. What are your thoughts on this? Yeah. Um, You know, yes, there's, there's, it's thrown out a lot today. Well, I have anxiety. Okay. Difference. You can be anxious. You can definitely feel anxious about something. Mm -hmm. Um, I used to feel really anxious going to doctor appointments with my mom, Mm. um, or actually anywhere with my mom in the beginning. Right. (laughs) I'm not kidding. Funny, but it came across funny. Oh, it's funny. I can tell you, I, I might tell you a story today that is hilarious now at the time, not so much, but like, I don't know what she's going to do in public. Mm. I now had that know, experience too. <laughs> right. I now know exactly what she's going to do in public. And sometimes it's a whopper and I just laugh at it. But in the beginning, I was like, oh my God, what are people going to think? What are people going to say? That made me anxious. Did it give mm-hmm. me anxiety? No, because I'm not diagnosed, but you can feel anxious about things. Um, do you want us to get into how to manage that or let's put a pin in it. Yo, you want us to get, yes, I want to take on all there's also that element of like, if you're going, are you going to live in that anxiety? Mm. Yes. Or are you going to step out of it? Because there are some people that a certain situation causes them like a trauma or something causes them to suddenly start being anxious about this, that, and the next thing. Mm -hmm. And they choose to live in it, which then ultimately eventually will Mm. get them that anxiety, anxiety diagnosis. Um, because that's where they want to be. It's like they manifest it. Exactly. Because the universe listens. And whereas if you can 
and and, and again the like you say that like what you're dealing with on a daily basis with your boys is very different than the norm of mm -hmm. what people use that word for mm -hmm. but there's certainly people who get themselves into a tizzy mm -hmm. after something that right. then leads to opening all sorts of fears and problems um especially when left untreated and and honestly most people like that don't go to a doctor to get that diagnosis mm -hmm nor to a therapist or anybody else. So therefore, um, yeah, it's just a nasty mm -hmm. circle. But uh, yeah, I think there's certainly things that a person who's experiencing anxiousness can address. All right, yeah. let's talk about that. And you're right, feeling anxious is, for me, akin to almost feeling a bit like really nervous. Mm -hmm. I'm really nervous yeah. and I'm really worried about something. Mm -hmm. So in Wendy's case, I'm nervous and I'm worried going to the doctor with my mom because I don't know what they're going to say. I, it's probably not going to be good news. I don't know how mom's going to respond to any of this. <laughs> and now I got to deal with how I feel about all this and mom, mm -hmm. <laughs> right? Or in my case, going to see a specialist and you have to wait for an hour and my kids had enough. So by the time the doctor walks in, he's walking out. And I'm like, uh, hold on. Yeah, right. <laughs> I got to go get him and then try to figure out how to get him to stay there while I'm trying to have this conversation. And be listening. That's right. <laughs> be paying attention to the child who wants Yeah, that's right. So I'm like, okay. Uh, you know, uh, or half the time he'd be sitting in my lap and I'm peeking around. <laughs> like, Okay. Or saying to the doctor, can we walk and talk? Like, can we literally walk around this yeah. section of the hospital? And like, I know that it's supposed to be private, but really nobody's listening to you because they're watching my kid do these weird things. So he's getting all the attention. We're good. Like I, you know, there's, that's what I sort of liken this all to. I feel very nervous. I feel very worried. I feel very scared. Mm -hmm. That is, that is not debilitating. I just feel those things right. and then eventually they go away. So I, I just want to be really careful with that, that when we throw around a term like anxiety, we diminish the experience of the people who are actually having it. If there is a trauma, like Stephanie said, and something triggers it, that's real, like really, really real, right? Something awful happened to that person. And this experience is bringing up all kinds of things for them that they may not be in control of in that moment. That's right. really different than I'm worried and nervous. It's a very different thing. And I don't want to diminish that experience because the people who have it, many of them are seeking lots of kinds of help, whether that's mm -hmm. holistic help and oils and trying to do things at home and routines and structures. They're, see they're speaking to people, medical doctors, therapists, whoever. They're really working hard mm -hmm. to overcome this thing that is right. very different than I am nervous and I am worried. Exactly. Yeah. Right. And I'm also kind of curious now that we're talking about this, when someone says, and let's say they're not diagnosed, but when someone says you're having a conversation and they say, well, I have anxiety, it almost feels like they're pushing you away. If I tell her I have anxiety, she'll leave me alone. Mm -hmm. I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to deal with it. I'm fine. Right. Mm -hmm. But when you start to unpeel the onion, Okay, you have anxiety. Can we set that aside? 
And then you ask the question, what is this really about? What's really going on here? What are you, right? Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, that just came up for me as as we're all having this conversation. Mm-hmm. I think too, it's kind of like, and this is a very simple example, people in a restaurant who say they're allergic to foods they just don't like because uh, they yeah. know that it won't get put on their plate. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Instead of saying, oh, I don't like X, Y, or Z, they'll say, mm-hmm. oh, I'm allergic. So please make sure it's not there because right. then they don't have to deal with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Same concept. Same kind of right. idea. So I, I would encourage people to, to use better words, like figure yeah. out exactly how you're feeling Yeah, uh, and, and don't diminish the experience of other people mm-hmm. um, because they are dealing with big things that, mm-hmm. you know, require a lot of focus and effort. So this gets me to a good place. And it's the last mm-hmm. topic we were going to talk about today, which is this whole idea of fatalizing. Oh. And this totally is a good lead in from one to yep. the other. <laughs> now we were talking about, we had a wide variety of terms that we used off air um, for fatalizing. It is so easy to get caught in a trap of fatalizing the experience of caregiving right? That it is, oh my God, I'm going to go to the doctor and they're going to tell me the worst thing ever. It's going to be so horrible, so bad. I'm not going to be able to deal with it. It's so overwhelming, right? Mm -hmm. I'm going to, you know, I can't take mom out anywhere because it's always the worst. She always puts on a show. They always have to bring security. (laughs) You know what I mean? Um, Oh, I know. They all, this is always going on in my life. When you're dealing with caregiving situations, it can be that you are getting very difficult news. Yeah. Right. It can be that you are getting very difficult news, Uh, particularly in caregiving parents. um, Mm -hmm. If your parents are declining, that's not going away. So, you know, that's not going to change much between today and tomorrow. And if mom has dementia or Alzheimer's, then then that's a forever thing as of right now. Maybe some way, someday down the line, we'll be able to figure this all out and yeah. then it'll be a thing of the past and we can all hope for that. But for right now, it's not getting any better. Right. If you have a child that has, you know, significant medical challenges or health challenges, that mm-hmm. may be a lifelong thing. If you've got kids with disabilities chances are it's a lifelong thing. Um, So some of the news you can be hearing or expect to hear is really not great, but Mm -hmm. there's the big, but in there, (laughs) it does not have to be the worst thing ever. Yeah. Sometimes it is. Sometimes it's like the worst news. You're getting a terminal diagnosis of some sort. It's bad, but you get to choose. So let's talk about fatalizing. Let's talk about how we can overcome that. How can we address it in our lives so that it does not have to control us? Stephanie, I'll start with you. Oh, geez. Um, I mean, I kind of live with a husband who fatalizes almost every situation. So I just try to have to like say, take a deep breath, like think optimistically right even when it's hard Mm -hmm. um in all honesty that's my best advice is just to kind of like also as hard as it may seem sort of laugh at yourself for just automatically going to that (laughs) like uh, we're dying 
<laughs> that's the situation. Like a hundred percent. You know, I, I bonked my nose. I'm dying. You know, <laughs> like, I'm making fun and being goofy right now, but you, you know, yeah. um, how that is, whether it's, um, your, your brain just starts going there and spinning mm -hmm. and next thing, yeah. you know, it's in the worst case scenario. So, um, yeah, it was kind of goofing, <laughs> but having to laugh at that and, and laughing that that's what you do. Sometimes, especially if you can talk to your significant other or your um, whoever yeah. you have that you can talk to, that I think makes it a little easier to realize. And um, I think that might be the, the thing that I've been able to help him with is I watch him. I've been watching him all these years. Always go to worst case scenario, whatever it may be. and. Uh, and I always say, like, can we try to think of an optimistic thing? So now at this point, he starts to do it on his own. You know what? He'll start to go bad. And then he's like, wait, wait, maybe, maybe I'll be OK. Maybe. Yeah. Or to like look for what could be the benefits of whatever his scenario in his head is, you know. Mm -hmm. Nice work, I, Stephanie. I do. I get that. What are your thoughts, Wendy? Oh, Good Lord. There was a lot that came up. Um, so Stephanie, you, you said this earlier about choosing. You can mm -hmm. choose to be in the mire and the muck mm -hmm. or you can choose um, the more positive thought. So that's what's coming up. A couple of things are coming up. There's that. Right. And when you're in that kind of situation, when someone I, I heard this term on. Oh, God, this was a show that was on years ago. Parenthood. Mm -hmm. And someone brought up the term catastrophizing. Mm -hmm. And instead of catastrophizing and going down that rabbit hole, what if you use that language? Well, what if this turns out really good? What if it goes this way and just kind of leaning into mm -hmm. the positive, right? Mm -hmm. Just asking that what if question, right? Not, oh my God, we're all going to die. Well, what if this, what if this works out? Mm -hmm. What can that look like? Mm -hmm. right? um, and as the child of uh, a parent with dementia, um, I did get worst case, what I thought was worst case news. Mm -hmm. Mom was diagnosed, was it 2020? With breast cancer. Mm -hmm. She was 85. And I'm like, well, shit. Right now, what <laughs> now, what? Mm -hmm. And I caught myself. Uh, I had a pity party for a while, mm -hmm. and then I shifted that into mom is still here. Mm -hmm. They caught it early. Mm -hmm. Let's look at the best case scenario. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's what I leaned into, mm -hmm. and it was the best case scenario. Yay! And I think, yeah, she's she's so she's cancer free. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think I, I touched on this before, and it sounds a little woo-woo, but I'm woo-woo. The universe conspires on our behalf. Mm -hmm. And when you know that, the universe, God, whoever it is, Buddha, whatever, whoever, uh, when you ask, you will receive. You'll receive mm -hmm. back a thousand times more than what you mm -hmm. asked for. Um, 
I think that's all I wanted to say. I know there was so much that came up with this. Oh, well, and I was just thinking is that the the gratitude piece plays a massive role here. Yeah, like if you can find those little nuggets of gratitude for daily things, yeah. when you're hitting a dark moment, it's a lot easier. Like you saying, like mom getting that breast cancer diagnosis. Well, in my brain, I immediately was like, well, she's 83 years old, 83, 85. She was 85. She's now 85. So she's 85. She just lived the most amazing life. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. she's, she's got this, that, and the next thing, you know, um, it, it, having that gratitude can really shift the perspective. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And when you had a, moment there yeah. so let's I'm sorry. tag that on no no you were uh talking about laughter and so yep. i was wondering if if this is like laughter and taking mom out and how to laugh at the mortifying <laughs> moments in public let me know when a good time is to share that <laughs> um absolutely because i want to end on that note for sure okay. so in terms of that i'd love to sort of collect all the things that you're doing i believe in the power of a 24-hour pity party Sometimes you get really awful news. There's no doubt about that. So for 24 hours, you can wallow in it. You can feel sad. You can feel scared. You can feel mad. You can feel yuck. You can do all those things for 24 hours. And then it's time to say, okay, Mm. this is not where I want to live. This is, Mm. I don't want more of this. I'm not inviting these people into my house for a party. I don't want them to stay and be house guests. I would really like all that yuck to go away. So 24 hour pity party. I think again, leaning into your community, Mm -hmm. those check yourself moments. Sometimes you need to say it to somebody else. Like Mm -hmm. I heard Mm -hmm. this. Now my brain is going in 50 directions and none of them are good. And here's what I'm thinking about. It's, Am I like way off base? And sometimes I am. Mm -hmm. Right. But having somebody else to hear it when it comes out of my mouth, I'm like, oh man, that sounds awful. As soon as I say it, that's not real. Right. Or to have somebody say to me, I get that you're scared, you're fearful, you're worried, you're mad, you know, you feel like this is unfair, all those things. But likelihood is that's not going to happen. So that Having someone to mirror back those check yourself moments is so important in your community. So find that person mm-hmm. would be my advice too. And then of course, you need to have a sense of humor. So can I tell you a really funny thing that's going on right now in my life? Yes. Yes. I have a mystery pile of clothes that appeared in my house. So I went downstairs yesterday to go to go out to pick up my kids. And at the bottom of the stairs was a very big puddle. And in it was a pair of sweatpants and socks that nobody in my house owns. Oh, God. And on the couch was a hat that nobody in my house owns. So we are having this mystery of who, where did <laughs> that make it in your house and ran away? <laughs> exactly. I, go, I didn't recall seeing You're anyone in his underwear running around, right? So like, where did these clothes come from? And this is a silly example, but that's the whole purpose. So as we're talking about it, we're trying to run this down. I'm like, well, it's not my oldest son's clothes because those pants are way too big. And nobody in my house owns black socks like that because I have bought every pair of socks that's in my house and those are not in my house. And then I've never seen that hat before. 
right? So I'm sort of going through all this, like, well, it's not my husband's clothes and it's not my tenant's clothes because my tenant doesn't wear clothes like that. I'm like, where would that have come from? And my older son was outside washing the car. Um, and so I figure he found them outside and he brought them in trying to be really helpful, right? And he left them in a pile at the bottom of the stairs <laughs> where nobody saw them for almost 24 hours. We have this big mystery going on. So again, can we catastrophize this to there was a random stranger in my house? Sure, we could. <laughs> Someone could have come in through the garage. I don't know why they would have just left me their wet clothes and maybe not come through the rest of the house, but right. Or left the wet clothes and ran away again. Not clear on how that would work. <laughs> Right. I know you shouldn't be laughing. This is like the silliest thing ever. Right. There's also um, construction workers on the other side of the street. So I'm wondering if maybe one of them got changed around his car or outside his car, which is parked on the street and left the clothes there. And my older son was like, I'm just going to be helpful and I'll bring them. I figure he did. He keeps telling me that they were outside, but that's all he can tell me. So, right. But again, I'm trying not to let this be super heavy because sometimes it's really heavy and sometimes it's the mystery of the unknown clothes right could we catastrophize this and be like freaked out and like some weirdo oh God, keep the keep the garage door closed and don't let anybody outside and go check the camera camera security footage and blah 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 sure we could but it's not worth it the reality is at some point we'll get to the bottom of this because someone's gonna talk about their missing clothes and i'm gonna say oh, here Sure. Right? I watched them for you. <laughs> I I absolutely have. Right. So when you think about it, part of it is just about having a sense of humor. My son cannot tell me where this stuff came from. And he's getting real frustrated with me asking him about it. He's like, look, they're right there. Why is mom on this all the time? I know. <laughs> What's right? your so deal? Exactly. Same thing with you, Wendy. Your mom goes out, you know that she's going to like blow a gasket in the mall somewhere. So you just prepare yourself for it. There's so much power in laughter, not laughter at, but laughter with, right? Yeah. Looking at the situation and thinking again, sometimes, you know, in the morning when my older son is literally trying to pull the plate away from me because he's the energizer bunny wants to go to school and the younger son is like, I just need to go back to bed. Like, could you, could you open your mouth, put some more food in there? Um, right. So I've got the two of them going on. And sometimes we just have to stop and laugh. It's so overwhelmingly chaotic that it's funny, <laughs> right? It's just funny. Sometimes you just got to laugh for yeah. several reasons. There's a ton of research on the yeah. benefits of laughter. Yes. Right. Mm -hmm. It releases the, the chemicals in your brain that cause you mm -hmm. to feel relaxed and happier. Mm -hmm. It makes you exercise amazing muscles in your body. Yep. Did you know there are less muscles used to smile than to frown? Right. It allows all of that to happen. It brings you closer to the people you're dealing with. It can mm -hmm. diffuse a situation in a heartbeat. Absolutely. Right. It brings your community closer to you. You don't want to be the prickly one that everybody's like, mm, yeah. don't talk to that one because they're like always negative. <laughs> you don't want to be that one. You want to, you know, at least have a moment where you can like just laugh, let mm -hmm. it loose, laugh out loud, deep, big belly laugh at the ridiculousness of what's going on around you, because that just helps everything. It's 10 mm -hmm. seconds to change your brain, to change your mental state, to change your mindset. It just changes everything. Right. And 
It allows you to reset. Mm. Right? Because other people take their cues from you. When you're the caregiver and you're with your people, they're taking their cues from you. If you get angry, then that's that tends to be where they're going to go. If you escalate it, they'll escalate it. But if mm. you find the humor, if you find the giggle in there somewhere, they're going to look for it too. Because they mm-hmm. want to feel good about things. We all want to feel good mm-hmm. versus bad, mad, sad, angry, all those other things, right? Mm-hmm. So laughter really, you know, they say it's the best medicine. It kind of is. Now, it, it's not going to heal you per se. You're not going to take a cancer diagnosis away. But it can help you deal with, with that, with living with it, with, mm-hmm. you know, I tell stories about my son all the time that. I find really funny. Like he brought me somebody's clothes. I'm just not sure whose clothes it is. (laughs) And you find out, I want to know Like when you solve this mystery. This is is the newest mystery in my house. Right. And you know, now when people come to the door, I feel like saying, did you lose some clothes? I think (laughs) (laughs) Do do you want black socks like this? You know what I mean? Because it's just, it's funny, but at the same time, yeah, it is hilarious. And it's so ridiculous. (laughs) Right. It doesn't have to be all gross and and fatalistic. And sometimes you just you just have to find a spot where you can laugh because it does help. And I'm glad that I provided you with that very funny story today. Oh, my gosh. The mysterious clothes in my basement. It's like a well, now I'm in, I'm engaged in this mystery. I have to know. I know. Me, too. <laughs> I may be going across the street with some clean clothes to the guys that are working over there being like, do you own this? Do you own this? Do you own this? Do you know somebody who owns this? Yeah. Like, what's with the crazy lady from across the way? <laughs> who is this woman? <laughs> oh, I love yeah. it. That's hilarious. You know, just you got to you got to figure out ways to 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 find the fun. Because sometimes this stuff is so heavy and you got to make oh your gosh. own fun. You have to make your yeah. own like giggle at things because it does help. Ladies, I am so grateful that you guys came on today to talk about this. Some of these are big, bad, heavy issues that people are dealing with. And there was so much amazing wisdom in your words, in the ways that you shared this from two very different perspectives that I feel really blessed. And I hope that our audience too has gotten some nuggets that they can walk away and go, ah, I should really try this. Or, oh, I need to go and like look into that. Or I need to ask myself those questions or write things down. Like there's going to be some great tidbits there that I hope our people get. And folks, if you're listening and you want to let us know, we'd love to know what you got out of this. What was the nugget you took away? And you're going to love. And if you'd like me to tell you more about the mystery of the amazing clothes, mysterious clothes in my basement. I will certainly follow up on all that. So I'm sure people are going to want to get in touch with both of you after hearing this. They may have questions or they want to talk to you a little bit more in your zone of genius. What is the best way for them to reach you? Let's start with Stephanie. What's the best way for people to find you? Oh, good Lord. Um, Sorry. I'm always unprepared with this question. Um, I am on Facebook and, um, Instagram, uh, as natural beauties, um, Instagram, it's like natural underscore beauties, um, Facebook be just my name. Um, but I also have a page that is for natural beauties. And then, uh, I have a link tree that is the link tree and hold on, I'm going to pull it up because I'm a ding dong, (laughs) not a ding dong. You are not. You're Stephanie. I am. I'm Stephanie. 
Uh, my link tree is yes, it's link tree and then slash natural underscore beauties. Beautiful. So I try to keep it simple. And uh, my YouTube page actually is also natural beauties. And it, uh, you know, I try to post things there, information, because a lot of what I do is education. So fantastic. I love it. And Wendy, how can people find you? Uh, so coach-wendy.com uh, is my internet site. God, I sound old. My website, Lord. Uh, <laughs> you can find my Facebook page, uh, our Facebook community. Uh, well, on Facebook. Again, sound old with that internet, you know, uh, it's called taking care of business and aging parents. And so take a look at that for community support. When you're sitting in the doctor's office, when your mother has done something annoying, get it in there in the community and oh my gosh, and you'll get support. Fantastic. And, and of just course- so that you know that you don't sound old, I just say link tree and then the natural beauties and it's got all those things. Mm, there you go. So folks, again, all this information will be in the show notes. If you didn't get a chance to catch it or you're driving, please do not try to record this while you're driving. No distracted driving today. Um, thank you, ladies, so much. This has been a very rich and amazing conversation. And I'm so grateful that you joined me today to be a part of it. Again, folks, check the show notes for ways to reach out to both of these amazing women. If you've got questions or you'd like some more information, they are just as nice in person, I promise. So thank you so much, ladies. It has been an absolute pleasure. Thank you, Michelle. Thank you so much. Does the thought of follow-up give you a foul taste? Do you find yourself wondering how you can ever stand out from the crowd but need it to be easy and convenient? With a system like Send Out Cards, you can stay in touch and top of mind with only a few keystrokes. People's inboxes might be full, but their mailboxes are empty. Reach people literally where they live, work, or play and watch the warm fuzzies go to work for you. See the show notes for a link where you can send your first card on me. Thank you so much for joining us today. If you enjoyed this episode, please submit a rating and review and share it with a friend. Together, we can inspire more people to start living their legacy too. And let's keep the conversation going. We would love to hear all about your journey in living your legacy and support you along the way. Join our Facebook community, Living Your Legacy Podcast, where we connect, collaborate, and celebrate each other. Can't wait to see you there.